1: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
2: Oh, what's good, everybody? Welcome into Early Edge Live, our prop spectacular every single Friday, right here at 2 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. If you are not a subscriber, you just found us because one of your friends said, hey, there's this great show. You got to go check it out. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me. Turn on those notifications. So every time we have some content drop into your feed, you are notified. Currently, our NFL playoff mega preview, our UFC 270 mega preview, our soccer for the weekend mega preview with Buckets and Martin W Green. Oh, by the way, Buckets just now hit another Over two and a half play. He does. He does. He does. All he does is cash tickets. But this is about the NFL. The other football. So let's bring in the stars of my show. Now, first and foremost, because I got a little birdie that called me this morning that said that this man was plus what? What? Plus 12 units coming off his player prop column posted to CBS. What? Who could that be? But Uncle Dave from Fantasy Football today. Good afternoon, sir.
3: Good afternoon, coach. What better gift could I give my degenerate nieces and nephews out there (laughs) than a full series of, uh, I mean, not every single thing that I wrote came true, but four out of five best bets, uh, a couple of props that had like plus 240 on them yeah we were rolling last week it was good and now i've completely jinxed myself heading (laughs) heading straight toward a one in four week baby no i don't think so i actually love a lot of the stuff that we're going to give out today and a lot more in the column that will drop at some point between uh four o'clock eastern on friday and noon on saturday on cbs i'll tweet out the link it'll be pinned to my twitter page at dave richard
2: all right also follow us at Sportsline on Twitter as well because whenever Dave's article comes out or Prop Stars article comes out, we will post it to Twitter. Now, you got to be a Sportsline member in order to read it, but come on, there's no better value in all of sports betting. Alex, good afternoon.
4: Coach, great to see you. This feels like a momentous occasion having Sia and Dave both on this stream. I am so excited. This is spectacular.
2: Well, you know, it's got to be playoffs. So we have all the three heavy hitters. See ya. What's good? You have to introduce me first from now on
1: because I can't follow the records of Alex and Dave. I just can't. (laughs) Here I am still. I'm still licking my wounds from my George Kittle over I had last week. And here I am watching the first half. Kyle Yuschek has more targets than George Kittle. And I'm like, oh my gosh. They're You're never like, going to invite me back. <laughs>
2: You're like, when does Brandon Ayuk become the number one target for Jimmy Garoppolo? All right. So I've got to make something very, very clear of why I'm dressed this way. So this is my own personal sweatshirt that says no excuses. And people were like, coach, I thought you were a, a Chiefs fan. Why are you wearing a Cowboys hat? Because I'm playing homage to one Jerry Jones, who gave us so much to talk about this morning on his radio appearance, blaming everybody else. But. The man who signs the checks, Jerry, he said, guys, that he's very frustrated with the contract of Amari Cooper and the production. So you know what I said? I'm very frustrated with Jerry's contract and his production as well. How about that? Dave, is Jerry Jones ever going to get it?
3: No, but he doesn't have to get it. The dude's a billionaire. He basically co-runs the National Football League. (laughs) He's got the team that everybody, like, he's got the most polarizing team in the NFL and maybe the second most polarizing team in all of pro sports behind the Yankees. He's in a great spot. Even for him, losing might hurt his heart a little bit, but, dude, that wallet, (laughs) <laughs> it's, well, that's, growing. It's, it's growing it's growing and, and that might be a little bit more important than losing a playoff game in ugly fashion
2: i guess but after 25 years is the money as important as the utility i don't know i don't know but i only was going to wear this for
3: <clears throat> oh
2: here we go now we can get the show started <laughs> now things are right again there's my chief said all right let's get it going because we got four big games now m squared told us on the morning show that his model the first time it's ever happened guys that his model has the top eight teams still left in the playoffs which tells us that we probably have the eight best teams which tells us we're gonna have four terrific games this weekend the first one Bengals, titans cbs Paramount plus synergy four thirty 30 Eastern time on Saturday. Now here's the number three and a half Titans 47 and a half is the total. So a little nugget, I think from AB this morning on Twitter that uh, our man in Tennessee is eight. No, when he has like eight days of rest or more mm-hmm. people sleep on the Titans. They really, really do. So Dave, you had the incredible week last week. I'm going to come to you first, but all three of you have a play in this game.
3: Talk to me, Dave. I'm going to start with Tyler Boyd, and we're getting odds on his over on receptions. It's four and a half. It's a little bit of a high number for Tyler Boyd, but it's plus 150. I love it. Burrow tends to lean on Boyd anytime he's trailing in the game. We saw it in week two. We've seen it a bunch of times since then when there's a matchup that Cincinnati's in and they're playing from behind, it's Boyd who gets just peppered with targets. But he also tends to be much more efficient against zone coverage. Now, we know that the Titans, when they play defense, they're capable of playing any kind of defense that they want. But Mm -hmm. the whole world has seen Joe Burrow play amazing against man coverage and against the Blitz. And I don't think the Titans are going to do that. In fact, the Titans in their last five games have played a lot of zone coverage, 64%. So that zone coverage comes into play. It'll help Tyler Boyd get more of an opportunity and more yards down the field. But here's the kicker. Tennessee happens to be terrible against slot wide receivers. On the season, they've seen the fourth most targets. They've given up the fifth most receptions and a 70.3% catch rate. This is an exploitable part of that tennessee titans defense i expect the bengals to struggle running the football i think they're going to have to make up for that somehow burrow's already been leading their offense i think boyd's going to come through with at least five catches that means you're going to win this player prop even had six catches against them last year with burrow at quarterback i know there was no jamar chase there but i got a feeling that boyd comes through again this is my first prop and it's one i absolutely love and
2: to back you up, Dave, today on the morning show, the Maestro gave out Joe Burrow over 35 and a half pass attempts because he believes this is going to be a hat, a pass-heavy game script for the Bengals, which will play right into the prop that you just gave, which I love. Now I lied a little bit. Alex does not have a play in this game. He's very, very particular. But see ya, he's coming through with uh-uh, two floor is yours. Two plays and one of them is kind of directly
1: correlated to what Dave was just saying towards the end there. I, I think they both are correlated, but uh, Mixon under sixty, sixty and a half 60 and a half rushing yards. I, I like that one quite a bit for a variety of reasons. He's only hit this number in one out of his last six games over the last seven games. He's averaging well under well under four yards per carry. And I agree with the sentiment that if the Bengals are going to win this game, it's certainly going to be through the pass, considering the Titans run defense versus their secondary. So the efficiency just isn't there for Mixon. The game script really isn't there for Mixon outside of maybe getting some receptions, maybe in a negative game script, which is why I'm not on the total yardage prop. I'm on the rushing yardage prop. I just think 60 and a half is too high. I think that number probably should have been set at around, I don't know, 55 and a half, something like
3: that. All right. Dave, what do you got? I agree with Sia. This is one that I looked at quite a bit. Do you know the last time the Titans allowed a running back to have over 60 yards against them was week no. eight? It was week eight, and it was Jonathan Taylor. So I kind of understand why (laughs) they may have allowed that type of yard. And Mixon's a great running back. I kind of like the under of the total yards at 85 and a half for Mixon because there's less juice on that one. With this one, the, the one that I saw, see if you can get it at 115, I love it. I saw it at minus 135. I would not take it at minus 135. I think it's just too much. But this one, I like if you're getting minus 115.
2: All right. Uh, of course, we're the most transparent show in all of sports betting. I would do need to tell people that M squared is on the receiving prop over for Joe Mixon on the morning show, 19 and a half yards for his receiving prop. He thinks there'll be a lot of check downs in this game in Tennessee. Uh, see it. Let me come back to you for your second play from this game.
1: Yeah, And for the record, that, that that's that really correlates well with what I was saying about Mixon in the first place. And it's why I'm not taking his total yardage pop. Cause I do think there'll be some dump downs, to Joe Mixon. It certainly makes sense. Uh, the, the other play is, Kind of an obvious one, which scares me a little bit. This number has come up a little bit. So it's Jamar Chase over 76 and a half receiving yards. I will say this. If this number gets any higher, I'm, I'm not really interested in it because it has gone up a, a few yards since it opened. Uh, listen, this is there's an interesting storyline here that's not really relevant, but I do want to point it out. He's going to see a lot of Christian Fulton on the other side. Now, these guys not only went to high school together, but played at LSU together with, of course, Joe Burrow as well. So does that give the advantage to the quarterback and the receiver? Probably. But I certainly i mean, you could make an argument that there's some advantages to the corner as well to Christian Fulton as well. But that's just something to kind of point out. I think it's interesting. But listen, the, the reality is the Titans pass defense. It's pretty bad. I mean, they allow the second most receiving yards per game to opposing wideouts. And I just think, especially if this becomes a negative game for, for the Cincinnati Bengals sort of, and I hate to say, use this cliche, but everyone can eat here. Tyler Boyd in the slot for sure. <laughs> uh, love T, Higg- T Higgins a little bit, but certainly Jamar chase when they're in trouble, they are going to lean on their superstar, just like they did last week. They leaned on him when they weren't in trouble, but uh, I, I think this has uh The footprint of jamar chase all over it and and i see him this is kind of a high number but i see him clearing 80 yards
2: well he showed last week because we discussed it a lot last week too and he showed me all i need to see this dude is a superstar and when it matters the most he steps up and he is dynamic so i love jamar chase and i love him in this game uh he went for what well over 100 yards uh, a week ago. By the way, listen to Kelsey in the chat. Pound that like button for me. It really, really helps the show and helps the algorithm as well. Now, second game on Saturday. And I don't know if everybody heard this, but this could play into your props as well. Since 1960, 1960, any game that has started 10 degrees or below at Lambeau, the under is undefeated. Defeated. Think about that for a second. Any game that starts 10 degrees or below the under is undefeated since 1960. With that being said, the 49ers come to town. The Packers had the bye week. They are the healthier team as far as rest is concerned. They're laying five and a half. That number continues to hover and move total 47. This game kicks at 815 Eastern time on Saturday night. You know what, Alex? I've made you sit there long enough. What do you like in this game, pal?
4: Did I hear you say under coach because I love an under from this game. It actually correlates to a lot of the things that you just described regarding the weather. It's Brandon Ayuk under four and a half receptions. Uh, Yeah, Ayuk's only caught five passes in five of 17 games this season. Uh, Despite his uptick in recent production, the 49ers are still a slow-paced run first offense. Jimmy G is also dealing with a variety of ailments and injuries. Coach, you just mentioned the weather in Green Bay. It's supposed To be frigid, that's not necessarily conducive to a lot of uh, passing offense. Um, Furthermore, the 49ers have a negative 6% pass rate over expected. Only the Titans are actually more tilted towards the run in the NFL regular season. The Packers also are a lot easier to run against than to attack through the air. Similar similar to the 49ers, they also play very, very slowly. They led the NFL in time of possession this year, which was certainly by design, in my opinion. Uh, Ayuk has just a 1.44 yards per route run, which is the lowest of any 49er uh, wide receiver. He's a risky bet. I think this is going to be a low-volume environment between the frigid temperatures, Garoppolo's injuries. Both teams just chewing a lot of clock up. I think this is a great spot to fade Ayuk.
2: Boy, that is great, great, great analysis from my man, Prop Stars. By the way, Lydia in the chat, girl doing work. She voted for Dave in fantasy football today. Take five seconds. Yes. Go vote for them. Let them win it this year because we're winning it next year, baby. Then she also hit the like button, just like Kelsey told her to do. Lydia, you are the model community family member. So thank you for that. And Dave, it just matters now that I'm coming to you based off of Lydia. So what do you like in this game, pal?
3: I like two things in this game. Let's start with an under to keep this under trend going, and then I'll give you an over after that. But this under, I don't know how Alex is going to feel about it after what he just said, but I like it. It's Elijah Mitchell under 19 and a half Russian attempts at minus 105 on Caesars. Mitchell has at least 21 carries in six straight games. So why is this line set so low? Because if a line looks too good to be true, it probably is. The odds makers know something you don't. Here it is. Only two running backs have 20 plus attempts versus Green Bay all season. Only one since week number two. Green Bay. 19 or fewer carries to an opposing running back in all of their wins this year. Do I need to remind you that they are five and a half point favorites? I don't think I do. This is also a 49ers team that's on the road for the fourth time in five weeks. That's a tough spot to be in. I know that they've played the road warrior role well. Hawk animal, shout out to you. Uh, but I don't know if I really believe in, uh, in, in Elijah Mitchell dominating the game script. And the 49ers run game, they've got another piece of their run game now. It's Debo Samuel. He's been doing a great job running the football. This is the line to take compared to the rushing yards prop for Elijah Mitchell because I do think Mitchell does have a shot to break a couple of yards or a couple of runs for some good yardage. So I'm nervous to take the rushing yardage prop, but I'm betting on him not getting to 20 rush attempts for what would be the seventh straight game in a really tough spot for the 49ers.
2: I love that. It kind of gives me, oh, what a rush. Uh, But.
3: <laughs> uh, no, 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 no Paul Ellering. Uh, no, no. remember that thing back in like the early 90s? Paul Ellering was rolling with a puppet, I think oh, his name is Rocco or something like that. Yeah, None i try of to that.
2: Forget that. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. hard do. hardcore road warriors, hardcore road warriors. And by the way, I think to your point that going west to east all the time. That matters too. And they're all catch up with them.
3: It does. Totally going to catch up with them. All right. I got one more from this game. Give it to me, baby. It's with the biggest player on the Green Bay Packers, baby Randall Cobb. Randall oh, Cobb i going to for Green Bay. <laughs> they 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 put the player prop at 25 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. He's going over this. He's their dominant slot receiver for Green Bay. Uh, he's got a catch rate of 86.4% versus zone coverage compared to 61% versus man. Guess who plays the 6 most zone coverage in the National Football League? You already can figure it out. It's the 49ers. Yes. Uh, I think that the 49ers, they'll have the second highest catch rate to wide receivers who are lined up in the slot. That percentage is 79%. So he's going to get some work. Green Bay would be smart to just get him involved. And the guy who might want to get him involved could be the guy that said all the way back in August, hey, Trade for this guy. You want me to come back and be cool at training camp? Bring me back one of my buds. And I know that's narrative, but honestly, it's not going to take much for Randall Cobb to get over this. It's 26 yards. He should be able to do it. He might even do it by halftime. This is one of my other favorite plays. If I had to pick one from this game, it would actually be the Cobb over 25 and a half yardage prop, not the Elijah prop, but you could always parlay the two of them coach and get yourself some good odds on it at the same time. Oh,
2: don't tease me with, or don't parlay that with me, Dave. <laughs> couple of chat questions. Alex, I'm going to come to you, but see you stand by. Now, in the chat, I've got to give my girl Lydia some love. She's wondering about Aaron Rodgers over seven and a half rushing yards minus 110. Alex, go.
4: Uh, I think it's fairly efficient looking at his rushing totals in previous games. It's kind of something that it's uh, a last resort for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I think this is a fairly efficient number. He's not a guy that just relies on his legs unless he absolutely has to, although San Francisco does have a very good pass rush. So if you do like these props, I tend to avoid the quarterbacks that aren't mobile. They're rushing props. I-, I think it's fine to take, but I do think the line is fairly efficient. So I'm personally passing
2: on it. Yeah. I'm going to pass too. Cause that toe, I don't need to see the toe again. We know it's bad. We know it's bad. See Let me come to you. Jennings over 27 and a half receiving yards. We hit a prop last week with him over two and a half catches. What do you think of his yardage this week?
1: So Jennings is really emerging as a, as a target, obviously, but in this game, particularly against zone, I think the focus is going to be on Debo and George Kittle. So while I think Juwan Jennings has certainly surpassed that number, it I'm, if, if I was going to take a prop in this game with the receivers, it would probably be with George Kittle or mm-hmm. maybe a total yardage with Debo Samuel. I, I think with Ayuk and with Jennings, uh, it's just something to avoid for me.
2: It's funny. You should mention that. See, because this morning on the morning show, synergy the maestro gave out george kittle over 48 and a half receiving yards boom to your analysis now dave let me come back to you jimmy g we know he's got a sprained thumb we know he's going to try and play at the end of the game last week after he sprained it he couldn't find a receiver he could not throw the football his number is 243 and a half the under is juiced to minus 114 talk to me.
3: The yardage is 243 and a half for Garoppolo. That's is that what you're telling that's,
2: me? What J- that's what James says, minus 114. I got to trust what they tell me.
3: I see it at over 228 and a half at plus 105. So that's crazy. That's the over at 228. If you're getting it at 228, I like the over. If it's an under at that high of a number, I like that too. I'd almost try to middle that bad boy and try and get right in between because I think he could settle right in there. The one thing I will say is that Garoppolo has hit over 230 yards in six of his past seven games. I, I think he's going to be right in between 230 and 240, even with the bad thumb.
2: Do you really? I'm, I'm looking it up on on one of my books. and I like to have several, and it's not even up yet for me. So I think a lot of books are yep. probably waiting and to see how his hand
3: is. Here it uh, is on Caesar sportsbook. The jeweler put it up, 228.5, the over plus 105 so I, I think there's an opportunity there if you can get the over at 228 and a half and the under at 243 uh you got a pretty juicy middle burger waiting for you
2: yeah, that'd be nice that'd be cool if you can do that uh all right alex let me come to you aaron jones over 50 and a half rushing yards also minus 114
4: uh, i think this number is very efficient uh it opened at 55 and a half i think the under had some value there i think it's since uh adjusted it's correct at around 50 yards uh, aj dylan's going to be heavily involved in the game plan coupled with the fact the 49ers are very very hard to run against i do think aaron jones is going to be used quite a bit out of the backfield as a receiver also seed a lot of touches to aj dylan so i think the 50 yards is a very efficient number so i am staying away
2: All right, very good. By the way, a couple of guys that I really, really trust in the chat are telling me that that 243, 244 number was a couple of days ago, and now it has since come down to the 225 to 228 Uh. number. So that's that's why, and and they weren't trying to mislead us. It was at one point
5: 244. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
2: All right, let's move to Sunday, gentlemen. And there is a game that if you listen to the experts, experts, the Bucks' season is going to end at home. That because of how the Rams play defense and come up the middle and Tom Brady loves to throw it, they think the Rams have what it takes to go on the road and get the job done. The Bucks' number has come all the way down to two and a half. The total sitting at 48. This is a three Eastern kick on Sunday. Alex, I'm coming back to you.
4: Yeah, I've got a prop on one of my favorite players in the NFL, none other than the Harvard alum himself, Cameron. Pat Cameron Braith, oh, 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 coach. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Honorable mention to my guy, Pat Fireman, though. He's definitely in contention. For- he didn't go to Harvard, though. He did not go to Harvard. My man came to the Harvard dude. of Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Cameron Braith over 16 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Braith has quietly, very quietly, gotten at least three targets now in six straight games. Tom Brady really, really trusts this guy, especially in the play. Playoffs. He's gone over this in all four playoff appearances with Tom Brady at quarterback dating back to last season. You go back and I, one of the things that really stood out to me about last year's playoffs was Cameron Bray. He was absolutely phenomenal uh, in the Bucks playoff run and the Super Bowl. Uh, I also like the fact that Surreal Grayson, Brashad Perryman are both yet to practice this week as well. We already know how banged up this receiving group is with no Chris Godwin, no Antonio Brown. Uh, Bucks could find themselves with just very little depth. I know Tom really trusts this guy. I think that goes a long way as well. Rams have also been somewhat of a tight end funnel this season. They've allowed 90 receptions to the position on the season. That's the 11th most in the NFL, 16 and a half yards. Break can get this in one or two targets. Give it to me.
2: <laughs> he said, give it to me. I love that. I love that. Uh, real quick, real quick. I've got to go backwards real quick before I get Dave, your pick in this game. Uh, Green Bay. See, let me come to you. Alan Lazard, his longest reception over 18 and a half. His receptions over three and a half. Either one, please.
1: Oh, man. I I, um, I probably like that longest reception one a little bit more than the reception one. Um, okay. Lazard's going to play on the outside cause Cobb is back. I think Cobb to Dave's point, I think he enjoys a lot of the reception work, a lot of the target work, or at least a lot more than people expect. Um, and I know Lazard can get deep. And so, especially against that San Fran secondary. So I probably prefer that one, uh, the longest, uh, reception over 18 and a half yards.
2: All right. Very, very good. All right. Let's get back to our game at hand. Dave, I know you've got a prop in this game that you like as well. What is it?
3: Who would take a tight end player prop in this game between the Rams and the Bucks when you've got all these amazing receivers and running backs and quarterbacks? Well, Alex did. I'm going to do it, too. It's Tyler Higby, over 43 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Dude's had at least 46 yards in four of his past five, thanks to six targets in four of his past five, six or more targets, I should say, and at least five targets in seven of his last eight. Guess who's back in the offensive system and the good graces of the L.A. Rams? It's our boy Higby. His target share of 22% in each of his past three, 16% or more in each of his past five, And Tampa Bay, 45 plus yards to four of the last five tight ends they've faced that have had at least five targets. The only tight end that didn't, who had five targets and didn't get to 45 yards, Tommy Tremble. You don't even know what team Tommy Tremble's on. I don't think L.A. will be able to run the ball particularly well in this game. I think Higby figures to be a part of the plan to make up for that. He already has been for the majority of the last month. I think he cruises to five catches, 50 yards. No questions asked.
2: No, I tell you what we cashed last week. Alex was all over Higby a week ago. And we're going to do it two weeks in a row. Now there's certain things that if you watch this show, you know, are going to happen. Pat Fryer is going to be a mention. We already did that. <laughs> and there's going to be a question in the chat about Tom Brady's rushing yards. So, you know who I'm coming to Alex over one and a half rush yards for our man, Tom. Terrific. I
4: I have to say, (laughs) I normally just find these like low number, low output uh, rushing props for quarterbacks that aren't mobile, just uh, pointless and nonsensical. Uh, I I will say though, I don't want to tip off too much. There is a very, very trusted person whose name rhymes with, rj bite who may or may not really like this prop, so i'm gonna defer to him because he is an absolute beast aka expert and uh he he may or not may or may not really like this prop and it may or may not be appearing on a sports line column that i am also appearing on with props from every playoff game so i'm gonna leave it to rj here (laughs)
2: <laughs> wait a second you you literally went through that whole take not telling us his name <laughs> oh my god that's so funny oh you kill me man you kill me uh all right all right let's move on to the final game of the weekend And I love the schedule makers. I love when they give us the best game of the weekend and what I believe will probably be the biggest blowout of this particular weekend. But hey, I'm not biased. I'm just not. But this number keeps going down because all those people out there believe in the Buffalo Bills and clearly have not done their homework on Josh Allen on the road. All those things point to the Chiefs. We don't care about that on this show. We care about props. So Alex in this game, what are you targeting?
4: Yeah, I really like Gabriel Davis over 30 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Davis has had at least 30 receiving yards in seven straight games. He's cleared this total in eight of the last nine games. Overall, this game has a very high scoring track meet written all over, in my opinion, two of the most prolific passing offenses in the NFL. Over the last five games, Davis has 35 targets. That is second on the team to only Stefan Diggs. He is their most explosive receiver outside of Diggs as well. He leads all non-digs receivers with 1.81 mm-hmm. yards per route run. He can also deliver this on a simply one catch. He has a 14-yard average depth of target as well, which leads the team. Uh, the Chiefs have been better lately as far as their pass defense is concerned, but they still rank 23rd in passing DVOA. We saw how much they struggled against the Bengals three weeks ago, the last time they played another explosive passing offense. I love Gabriel Davis. I think he's earned a ton of playing time. Much more explosive than Emmanuel Sanders at this point. Uh, Josh Allen seems to really like him as well. He can get this on one catch. I believe he will.
3: I love it. Dave, what do you got? I was all over this over last week, too. And I, I see what you see, Alex. The guy is just an absolute playmaker on the outside. In fact, I was frustrated seeing Emmanuel Sanders on the field as much as he was last week. Let GD take that over. I love that over that you gave. I also love the Gabriel Davis anytime touchdown prop. At plus 230, the dude does nothing but score touchdowns for the Buffalo Bills. I think he comes through with another one. You can do a little bit better than double in your cheese with Gabriel Davis.
2: All right. Real quick, I'm gonna, Dave, I'm gonna have you give your play in this game. And I have to apologize to see you because I skipped over your plays from the Rams game. I'll go back to that, but let's let Dave give his, give his on this game, then we'll go back to the Rams. All right, and, Dave, what do you got?
3: Coach, I agree with you. This game, feel, I'm calling it Super Bowl 55 and a half. I think it's going to be an awesome game. And there's a line that does feel a little trappy. It's Devin Singletary over 86 and a half total yards on minus 115. But I can't resist it. I think it's just too good of a line to pass up. I don't know why it would be like this. When Singletary himself has 80 plus yards rushing, rushing alone in four of his past five games, he's had at least 87 total yards in five of his past six. He's getting more opportunities they simply wasn't getting earlier in this year. Case in point. 17 or more touches in five straight games and they're all bills wins by the way so the coaching staff is probably correlated okay when we give this guy the ball we have a better chance of winning and kansas city's allowed at least 86 total yards to a running back not only in four of their last five games coach but 14 of their 18 games this year so i don't know if this is a fast one being pulled on us but i'm (laughs) going I'm going with the over anyway. I don't think that Chiefs run defense is going to be so laser focused on Devin Singletary. I think they're going to be focused on just trying to contain this Bills offense altogether. And I think they're going to struggle to do it. Cover your ears, coach, when I say that. But Singletary is going to get you to this number. This is a good one.
2: That's okay. That's okay. I mean, we're still going to score 40, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Alex, what do you, what do you have to back up Dave?
4: Yeah, I I like this prop a lot as well. I think what Dave was discussing, how, you know, he's been doing this consistently. Uh, There's just been a narrative about Devin Singletary that he's not that great of a back, And we've seen him in a timeshare throughout the vast majority of his career. He's been splitting touches with Zach Moss and the bills has just been unwilling to give this guy the lion's share of the carries, but that is, totally been what's happened over the past six weeks. And then we've seen just him be ultra productive. He hasn't left the field. He's dominating backfield touches. This is a very good matchup for him. This number should be higher. I agree. I like this prop a lot as well.
2: All right. To back up, Dave, uh, Eric said Singletary is currently at 82 and a half minus 114 on FanDuel. So a little bit better. Grab, is the grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. Uh, all right. Now <clears throat> I like to pride myself on being an impeccable host. But I made a mistake, and I skipped over one of my favorite dudes in the world. So my apologies again. See ya. Let's go back to Rams Buccaneers. What do you like here, Coach?
1: You were distracted because about five minutes ago, Dave said, "Guess who's back?" And we all thought he was going to go into like an M M&M riff. <laughs> I know did. I did. I was like, "Wow, here we go." <laughs> I'm not cool enough. I not know. cool oh, enough I to ready. do it. I
2: was ready. I'm ready.
1: Your Adidas gear says otherwise, Dave. But, okay, so <laughs> I'll be. I'll be quick here. I, I like two plays uh, for the Rams. Uh, the Let me start with Van Jefferson over 35 and a half receiving yards. If you look at sort of the last few games, he, he has hit that number, but the targets aren't really there for for Van Jefferson. If you're actually looking at his game log, but the reality is last game, he only had one target. It was for 41 yards. He caught it for 41 yards, but that was in a 34 to 11 game. That was a game that was a complete blowout that it was just going to be Sony, Michelle and cam Akers that were going to run the mm-hmm. show for the entire second half. I believe Matt Stafford only had 17 or 18 pass attempts yep. in that game. If you take the the couple of games before that, he's got three catches. He's got five catches, 31 yards, 63 yards. The bigger point it, here is, at the end of the year, his snap share was really going down. Skironik was actually kind of equally in a couple of games in terms of snap share, route share, things of that nature. Now it's ticked back up. He's back on the field. And, and I could see a scenario against a pretty bad buck secondary, at least relatively speaking, where coverage gets rolled over to Cooper Cup, as you might expect. And Van Jefferson, who is now getting the snap share that we all think he deserved, is going to grab two, three, four balls in probably easily, easily past this 35 and a half, um, receiving yard prop. The other one, and this is a little seemingly contrarian to what I just said is Stafford under 282 and a half passing yards. I just think the number's too high in the last five games, four of those five, he hasn't cleared that number. And frankly, it hasn't even really been that close. The Buccaneers secondary certainly can give a lot of yards up. And I think that will be the game plan for the Rams. But I also think, the pace of this game, or at least the drives, are going to be a little bit longer in this game, especially on the Buccaneer side. They don't have those down the field threats. Brady's going to be getting the ball out very quickly. The clock is going to be going, you know, on and on as he just checks it down to Gronk, to Brake, to Fournette, to Tyler Johnson, and people like that. So I think there might be one or two less drives in this game. And I don't think Stafford hits that 282 and a half.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. I feel like both teams, because of their injuries, want to shorten the game and the Rams defense is, is terrific. So uh, I agree with both of these. It's very different. Sometimes when people look at the two things, they go, I want to go over on a receiving prop, but under on a throwing prop, it's a little hard for people to wrap their head around. But if the numbers say that, then you got to trust it. All right. Oh, what an incredible show. What an incredible show. All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap. And it looks glorious. Soak it all in. Very quickly, prop stars on Brandon Ayoub, Cameron Brait, and Gabriel Davis. And Uncle Dave, five big plays. Tyler Boyd, Randall Cobb, Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Higby, Devin Singletary, And then see a four plays, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Matthew Stafford, and Van Jefferson. As always, follow my guys on the Twitter because they're always dropping knowledge and occasionally dropping picks. And as we said, two big props articles coming out sometime after 5 p.m. today. Follow us at Sportsline and we'll tip you off when those drop. You got to be a Sportsline member to read them. However, I end every single show letting my experts tell me exactly what they're most looking forward to this weekend. Z, will start with you.
1: I love that M squared's model had these top eight teams in here. And I think this is going to be a weekend where we're going to see some surprises. Um, I think San Francisco is going to give the, the Packers a little bit more of a battle than people think. Uh, and And I think this bill's chiefs game really is, I think everybody is going to be paying attention to that one and, and coach. I actually think the bills are going to win this one. So maybe we'll do a showdown later this weekend, but all of these games are great. I'm really looking forward to it. All great quarterbacks. These are going to be very well-played and well-coached
2: games. See if we don't need to wait till the weekend, if that's oh. something that you want to do, if that's oh, no. something you do, we can, we can make one and a half the number and do it right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Coach. Hey, Jiller hit the Music. I love it.
3: Oh, I knew we'd have one. I knew Uh, we'd have one on this show. Oh, 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 that felt
2: so good. And I can't wait for about, what, 630 Eastern, 915, when I see that little thing come across the top of my phone. Venmo has been paid (laughs) by Mr. Sia. All right, Alex, what are you most looking forward to this weekend?
4: I agree with Mikey's model as well. I do believe that these are the eight best teams remaining in the NFL. I think each of these games would be like the game of the week if they were in their own individual, uh, you know, week. So we're going to have four great games of hopefully very competitive Football last week was a disappointment Uh, from a viewer standpoint. In my opinion, we saw some very lopsided games. I do not think that is going to be the case this week.
2: I tell you, those lopsided games certainly helped the golf coverage because they had a huge audience for the Sony Open in Hawaii uh, both evenings, which is unusual for that particular tournament. All right, Dave,
3: bring us home. What's about all this love for uh, uh, this this model that double M M-M M Squared has? Where are the Browns? Where are the Texans? Those are some good teams too. No, I'm just kidding. These are great games. Uh I'm I'm with Sia. I think Buffalo beats Kansas City. I'm sorry, coach. I also think the Rams beat the Bucs. Home teams win and cover on Saturday. Road teams win, and obviously they're underdogs, so they're gonna cover on Sunday.
2: I heard nothing after coach i also think the bills are going to win <laughs> um i mean dave if you want to jump in the deep end the water's warm
3: let me know oh you you want to go double huh me.
0: well
2: you got it you got to make it official you've got to oh, make it official
3: there's no question there's no question
2: oh look at alex he's loving every minute of it uh jeweler hit it one more time <laughs> They, they just ran completely off the set and <laughs> completely back on. Oh, oh, real quick before we get up. That reminds me of a funny story that one time I used to do all the interviews with the rock backstage before, like during the day, right? He once won an MTV movie award in Europe, clearly couldn't go there to accept it. So they, they sent a note to me and say, Hey coach, can you get him to do 90 seconds of an acceptance speech that we'll send over to Europe? Right. So we had a brand new sound engineer in the room who was terrified of the rock. He was the biggest star in the world. And so he gets to the end and he loved to say, if you smell what the rock and then walk off screen and then come back and say is cooking. So he says, if you smell what the rock walks off screen, sound engineer looking down goes, all right, sounds great. Good rock. Good, good. Sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) The entire room stopped and looked at the rock to see what he would do. Cause 90 seconds in his life was very, very important. And we knew we'd have to do it again. He could not have been a better gentleman and a better sport about it. Cause that the guy thought he was going to get fired. He thought he was going to get fired. That man is still there to this day, 22 years later in the same room as the sound engineer. But that was a true story. And it was hilarious. All right, there's only one thing left to do. And you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. I'm a pump for this weekend. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. My entire crew, Alex, Uncle Dave for this entire season, love having C on as well, and the jeweler. There is no better producer in America who puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. Don't forget, in your feed right now, Mega Preview NFL soccer preview for this weekend. And also our UFC 270, the world heavyweight title. Naganu gone on the line last week. My man, Andrew Gombuts perfect 4-0. We're going to clean the slate again this weekend. We got you covered right here <clears throat> at the early edge. Good luck.
0: Okay, picture this.